Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter, ideas shape markets, ideas can change the world. I've been on a pursuit for some time to understand how companies do intelligence gathering today and uh, what they do with that intelligence and how quickly they can respond to the data that they do collect and make sense out of and help protect their company and their assets. And one of our great conversation participants introduced me to Sam Quino. Sam, great to have you on board. Hey, Ron, I'm glad to be here. Sam is the uh, current director of digital identity and physical security for American Electric Power. He's out in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, uh, would, tell me a little bit about that title first before we get into protective intelligence. Uh, what, <laughs> what is digital identity and physical security to Sam Quino? <laughs> well, if you, if you look at the acronyms, it stands for DIPS. So, my boss, <laughs> <laughs> so, so when my boss told me about it, he said, you're my new dipstick. So that's what it is. D-I-P-S, DIPS. I like that. I like yeah. that. Hey, Ron, yeah, it's, it's kind of odd when you first see it. So he picked the digital identity part. I'm an old physical security guy. Uh, been been in physical security a long, long, long time. Um, so last year, um, our identity and access management program. And what that is, is your, I, everything you access, you know, your logins, um, your identity, either a human identity or, you know, um, a computer identity to, to log into accounts. So he had the brainchild of, um, Hey, we need to combine our digital identity and our physical identity. It's similar, like a physical badge, you know, you get a physical badge and you get access and the access levels. Well, on the digital side, it's the same thing and on, on the cyber. So since our organizations are converged, they were looking for a director of digital, um, they were looking for a, uh, a director of identity and access management. And they were like, um, I kind of raised my hand and I said, hey, I, I'd like to get in that space. And, you know, DIPS was born. And so I'm responsible for identity and access management and, and as well as physical security. And it's a, it's a great blend because it does blend over Plus, it also gave me an opportunity, and I think that's what he was looking for, it gave me an opportunity. Um, I'm not a cyber guy, so I, I look at things differently or, or I react to how customers need identity differently, um, where other people in that role, you know, we're all just cyber, cyber folks. So um, I ask a lot of questions because I don't, I'm not the SME in that space. So it, it's been, a, it's been a, a beneficial journey so far. You know, that's uh, fascinating. You said a couple of key things. Uh, you said, since we're already converged, what did you mean by that? Well, how is AEP converged? Our physical group and cyber group is under one chief security officer. We have been for many, many years. Um, there were times in our company that physical reported up to um, another organization and cyber reported up to another organization. So when I say we're converged, we're under one umbrella, um, which makes life a lot easier. Um, and we, we share um, everything, but we report to one CSO. So that's what I mean by converged. I got it. And, and you have been successful then in combining identities in the logical and physical space? Yep, we're, we're still going through our, our transformation. So I picked up on a lot of that um, piece and we're still looking for ways. Um, we're building our program. Um, we've had it before, but we're, we're trying to um, make it better for our end user and customers. But um, I'm also not leaving out the possibilities of 
um, how physical can help. A great example of that could possibly be, we haven't done that yet, but um, your ID cards, you can slip them in the computer and that's your identity to log into the computer. So you don't need your password, you need your ID or a two factor. So stuff like that, which has been thought of and tried before, or what I found with people that are just on the one side is, Hey, I've talked to my physical, you know, counterpart that's not in my group. And he said, absolutely not. You're going to use my physical badge to access the, access the printer. So now it's, it's under my shop. So it doesn't make sense. Yep. So the badges work on our computer, on our, on our printers. So stuff like that is what we're looking into. Uh, have you also started to federate the identities? That is, there's so many identity stores within a company, right? Physical security, human resources, and and sometimes uh, onboarding uh, or even offboarding uh, has is, gets complicated because of these multiple identity stores. Have you begun to federate the identities across both domains? Not, not, not yet. We're we're still working on the the, the cyber input. We're, we're at a transformation at the bottom level of, of transformation. Um, a lot of it is, is cleaning up and, and taking care of old legacy stuff. But um, in the future, I'd, I'd like to get to that place as much as we can. That makes that makes sense. Um, but like I said, one of the prime drivers of him putting me in this role, I think, was to think on both sides of the aisle and be able to at least have those conversations Um pretty much with myself because it's my decision. I don't have to go and convince the physical or cyber guy to do it. I convince myself. Well, whether it's a direct organizational alignment like AEP did with you and your uh, cybersecurity uh, counterpart, or whether it's a matrix organization that is not necessarily under one guy, but the two are still collaborating. It's definitely a trend. The convergence is absolutely necessary at this point. The threat is too broad too diverse. Uh, so congratulations on that. And what an exciting time for you. Uh, I would like to ask you a point of question just because of um, you were featured in a webinar recently. And I was kind of curious now, especially since you're in a converged organization, uh, tell me about your journey in gathering intelligence uh, for your company uh, that might lead to an incident or a risk and how you gathered that and how you acted upon it and what your journey has been as you've begun to maybe find a more efficient way through technology to do that. Can you, can you do that for me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, about, a, about six years, if I go back six years, um, we didn't really have a intelligence present on the physical side. Cyber had always had it. Um, and even in the days when we were not together under one umbrella, we still we still communicated. I always said the parents got divorced, but the kids, the kids still stayed in touch. And that's what we did. Um, so about six years ago, I had an opening for a, I, I, the people that work for me um, in our in our 11 state territory is I call them region security coordinator. So I had an opening in Ohio for a region security coordinator in our for our headquarter assets and some assets around um, downtown Columbus. And me and my former CSO, um, we talked about, hey, why don't we try to find somebody with um, like an intelligent analyst background, you know, because maybe they can help us, you know, do things. I mean, we were getting in the utility space, you get a lot of 
unhappy customers when your power gets shut off because of non-payments or power outages and things along those lines. And we were getting those run-of-the-mill threats, uh, calling up our call centers and making threats like that. Um, but let's try to find somebody. So we found we found a, a, a rock star. Um, we, we offered her the job and said, okay, you're going to be our coordinator, but we like that you've got skills on this side. So we want you to kind of, you know, do some intelligence. Um, so it, it was basically, we were trying to build it up. We would get incidents, um, threats or things like that. I would sign it to a coordinator and they would try to find the best they can with information that was out there to figure it out. But it was never really like a central repository and, uh, we, we had a case management system, but nothing that we would keep track on after. If, if we couldn't find anything, we couldn't find any, anything. We would see if anything happened. Um, we have a robust workplace aggression program. We always had. Those are the people that were highly on our radar if we needed to be. Um, and we managed it with, you know, spreadsheets and stuff like, yep, these on our kind of our kind of our radar. Well, there was an incident that happened. <clears throat> Actually, it was in Austin. So. It's kind of funny. We have a, a office building down there. And there was an active shooter situation across the street at a hotel at, at Austin. And one day I'm sitting here in my office and I get a call from some of the employees in Austin that know me. Um, and they said, Hey, I just want to let you know, Sam, we have an active shooter situation. I said, where they're across the street that we were told to shelter in place. I said now. And she was like, yeah, it's ongoing now. So I, so I said, thank you for letting me know. I notified my boss. So I walked down the hall to this, person that I just hired and she's probably been in the job about a year and I said this is what's going on I said I just got notified about you know Austin um there was an active shooter situation she said yeah I said I need you to find me tools I never want to be told by my customer what's going on I want to be proactive and tell them I already know what's going on and you need to do x so that was her mission I was like, we're, we're going in, we're all in. We need to find a program. We need to start our program. So she went out there and tried to find some tools that were readily available on, on, um, you know, out there on the, the line, you know, stuff that you're looking at social media and things along those lines to get us alerts. And she kind of started building it that way. And then I wanted her to take on, you know, as the threats came in, I said, Hey, we're getting threats, but we're not checking. We really have no way to check, you know, what, what is in this person's background, um, do that stuff. So, we, we, we took baby steps along the line. You know, we, we, we had that. So as we kind of developed that program um, of checking the things, you know, we are big high risk ones. We were managing on a, on a PowerPoint, you know, we put in the person's name, kind of the history and stuff like that. And she, she kept it all, you know, and, and she was, periodically she would go in and check their social media, see if they posted anything or, you know, check some other things if we haven't heard anything. So it was very manual in process. And, um, and we met as a team together on a quarterly basis and we kind of reviewed, you know, Hey, our interests, let's kind of get that back. And then, um, you know, fast forward is, is where I, I found on tech is where they, you know, serve up that intelligence to people like me and it really sparked my interest and um you know now now we use that platform and we're, we're getting it delivered to us and we've built our program around that it's another tool that we have to utilize um and now we run every single threat that comes across um you know if it's just a, a customer calling in or you know there is a workplace um 
uh, aggression issue or, you know, just a threat against the company or things like that. We do a full, you know, let's look at this. Let's, let's risk rank them. Let's figure out, do they need to be a, a person of interest or where they, where they lie? So now that's her full-time job. I got another coordinator to take over what she was doing else. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a better program. Um, and we work very closely with our partners in cyber on, on sharing the intelligence as well um, for as it crosses over um, cyber handles um, inside a risk. Uh, when I say they handle it is I'm, I'm part of the team um, on that as well, but their analysts and my analysts are working together on, 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 on co-mingle cases. Our case management system is together. So um that's kind of a quick level, John, uh, Ron, um, story on how we got there. Okay, so I, I want to, this is, I really appreciate you being patient with me too, because I think it's really important. I think most of us were managing things by spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's very, right. It's very common. Didn't necessarily have any workflows in place, was fairly, you know, fairly reactionary. And, um, and like you said, you took baby steps. Um, tell me about, and by the way, you referred to the vendor, I believe you called them ONTIC, uh, just so everyone knows that's O-N-T-I-C. And uh, so this was a protective intelligence platform. How many different systems did you use that, or did you only find one? We had, to do what we have to do to manage our PO uh, persons of interest, I'm going to keep referring to POIs because that's what we use. Persons of interest, um, we didn't have anything. We had we had systems or 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 data points that were coming in from from multiple systems, but we had nothing that kind of um, either brought them all together or we put it in there. What would or a lot of it was we were manually. Uh, here, a great example is um, what you know if we would go out and have to get court records, we, we were going out manually and searching the websites or the, the counties of locations. Well, now it's pushed to me. Got it. Got it. So, so how you took your first, when you be, began to evaluate this, these systems, then you were looking for something, literally the baby the first baby step would, how do I enter a name in here and get all the information I can to see if this person is going to develop into a risk? Is that essentially your first step? Uh, that was my first step of trying to get better. The first step was, let's find some platforms to just tell me what's going on in my area. Just right. general social media. As I throw in an address, let me know that you right. know, there's a bomb threat across the street from a headquarters building. That was a lot better than what I had as we progress. Yeah, the first baby step was, let me find exactly that, a tool that I can plug in and name, and it's going to spit out some information that is going to help me, you know, go to step two. Right. And, and that became your central repository. Your different searches were in a sense kept maintained if necessary during the process of evaluation can be referred to um, forensically if needed. You're, that's where you're at right now. Yep. Okay. Very cool. And then how has that made your program more effective, not only in your mind, but in the minds of your business counterparts too. Is this changed the way people are looking at security in AEP now? We've yeah. had, 
I think it's, it's, I would say in general, it's expected, you know, they want their security team to be as proactive as possible in order to do that. You've got to, you know, you've got to get ahead of, ahead of that. It's, all, you know, and, and that's kind of where it is, you know, a great example is if I am, um, you know, monitoring um, uh, persons of interest, um, you know, I want to know that, for example, you know, he's in Arkansas because, you know, a license plate reader picked him up. I never had that capability before. Right. Um, he, and now he may no be nowhere. He may be in Arkansas, but I already know he lives in Ohio. So what is he, you know, could be, what is he doing in Arkansas or vice versa? You know, if you think about, you know, just along the lines of a disgruntled employee, for example, you know, I have a disgruntled employee who, you know, was, living in Michigan, but now, you know, I got a license plate reader of him being in Columbus, Ohio. Now, is he coming to my headquarters? Again, um, right. that is intelligence that I didn't have before. Is it a fairly easy system to implement and use? Yes. How so? How did, how, how did it get implemented? Is it a cloud-based or is it on-premise? It, it's, it's cloud. Um, they they, they have a team and they set you up and you work with the team on what you're trying to get. And they help you build um, basically the, the platform around, you know, your, your, if you have any already persons of interest. So we gave them all that. Those were already loaded and what they call fully hydrated. So we took, gave them our information that we already had um, as well as we, we sent up our protectees, you know, people, high level executives that we, that we want to, you know, have in the list, their address. So different targets like that. So we can associate it, our facility list. So we, we provided that and they're able to, you know, get that built for us. And then they teach us along the way on how to just, how we can do it on our own, you know, to enter, to enter your, you know, for example, if I entered Ron Warman, your date of birth and address, you know, and I hit the submit button, I'm, I'm going to get anything that's open source on Ron Warman out there. And it's going to, you know, it's going to give me that piece of the case where the manual way may, I can still do it manually. It's going to take me a little bit longer to, you know, right. pull all that, you know, pull all that kind of stuff. So very simple to, to, to get started for sure. I think we should have a full dedicated podcast just to learn about what Ron Warman is doing out there. That'd be pretty <laughs> hilarious. I would. <laughs> it would. <laughs> see what pops up. Where do you see taking this platform in the future use, is it going to be basically pigeonholed for that kind of uh, use pattern or do you see it going in other areas as well? Um, I, you know what, my, my, my hopes is it, it goes into expanding on, on, on intelligence as a, as a, as a whole. I think what we need to do um, as an industry um is similar what the you know federal government figured out after 9-11 where you got to share intelligence you know yeah. so i'm hoping i'm hoping that the you know customers in the on tech community and and they do and and on tech if you go on they have a um center of protection intelligence and they 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 share a lot more than they it's not just they um sell you a platform and let you go i mean they're hosting webinars and discussions with top you know, people and, and know, you know, anybody can join on. So they're giving you good content already. Um, 
that you can just subscribe to and get Intel, but I, I'm hoping it goes to where we can get to the, to the place, because honestly, you know, I would love to know if my person of interest that I have, because something happened on my, maybe a person of interest from some other customer in the state over. Um, and I would like to know what that other security director over there for another business, you know, what, what do they deal with? Because that's just another piece of the puzzle. And that's to prevent something bad from happening. You have to have as many pieces of that puzzle as possible and be predictive. Like you mentioned, Ron, and to do that is, is gathering as much Intel as you can. And, you know, sometimes just having that connection with another security director or a CSO out there and, you know, sharing, um, knowing, you know, to share some Intel um, could prevent, you know, could prevent something from happening. I'm wondering how that might work. Uh, uh, could you actually, if I'm on the vendor side, I'm, I'm on six side, can I act as a, a broker, if you will, saying, hey, I know, Samuel, you're looking for data on this person, and I know another customer has that data. I wonder, I wonder if they could act as a broker, given the privacy restrictions and you know, SLAs they have with each one of you, their customers, uh, how, how, how do you think they would do that? Have they talked about that? I, I, I would imagine they, they definitely talked about, <clears throat> I definitely think they would talk about that. I, it, it, in the utility space, we do that a lot because we're protecting, we're protecting our nation's grid. Good. So Good. it's not, it's not, it's not uncommon for, actually it's encouraged for utilities to share intelligence, um, across the sector. I mean, the government wants us to do it. All these sectors want to do that. So there's definitely, there's definitely a way, like you said, to, to, to broker that, um, that thing. We just, you know, it's, it's gotta be a, a comfort level of, you know, between the, it's, it's honestly a, a comfort level between the customers. I have very good contacts in the utility space and I can call up the director of another utility and just talk to him about, you know, maybe some break-ins he's had, or, you know, some, some situations he had, and, and we're going to share that because we have one goal and we have one goal in common. We want to keep the lights on for the United States. You know what I'm saying? So we have that goal. I think the OnTech community is going to have to get there. Um, and, you know, I think OnTech would be willing to do anything as long as it's legal to do it. And I think the customers really are going to have to have to join together and just say, Hey, we want, we want to do this um, and help us do it. And I think that, that, that's how we'll end up getting there. If we get there. You know, it, that, uh, I really encourage those kind of vendor relationships too. I always like to say the only way the, the uh, hardware software vendors, cloud-based providers get anywhere is through a collaborative relationship with their customers. So I'm glad to hear you're, you're in that kind of relationship with OnTech. Um, you are such a giver uh, to your industry, to your company. Uh, uh, and I just want you to know, I very much appreciate you carving a small piece of your time today to take us on that journey. Thank you so much. This has been a great conversation, Sam. Hey, Ron, thanks for having me. And I, I, I enjoyed talking with you.